0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: They got it right. There was so much talk about Joe Burrow going to the Bengals. That seems to be a hit. Tua to the Dolphins after that devastating hit to the dislocated hit. We'll wait to see what he turns into. But the guy picked below both of them, Justin Herbert, seems to be the real deal. And think about it. Had Tyrod Taylor not had a medical mishap before week number two when they were trying to give him a painkilling injection, we might not even know about Justin Herbert at this particular point, but at the end of the day in sports, as you've said before, if change is inevitable, just make it. Why would you delay? Keyshawn Jay Will and Zubin Jay Will back tomorrow. It was a loss for the Chargers, but a big-time win with regards to confidence, knowing at the most important position on the field, they may have found one.
0: Well, yeah, and at Tyrod Taylor's disposal, this is exactly what you get, right? You get Justin Herbert, a guy that they drafted in the offseason, we batted around on a lot of talk shows that whether or not they should pursue Cam Newton, the Chargers, stay pat, and said, We're going to draft a young quarterback, kind of in the Phillip Rivers sort of kind of mode. Uh, I think he's more athletic than Phillip Rivers. And when they went to him in week two, right before kickoff, to tell him, Hey, you're the starter, it wasn't that he wasn't prepared, he was prepared. But not prepared to be the starter. Mm-hmm. He wasn't expecting Tyrod Taylor to have a needle stuck in his lung. It wasn't that 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 wasn't there. They didn't have that conversation the night before. Hey, by the way, this is what's getting ready to happen to TT. Be ready. That wasn't the case. He goes out there. He takes Kansas City all the way to the to the woodshed. They lose that football game. Then he continues to play well the next week. The next week against the Bucks, and then you saw him last night against the New Orleans Saints, where he threw for four touchdowns, he completed 20 of 34 passes for 264 yards, and he was dropping dimes in a bucket. I mean, he had them right there. He doesn't play defense. They surrendered 17 points the second time in two weeks that they've done this, before it was the Bucks, and then it became the Saints. And so when you look at that, you've got your future at the quarterback spot. It's a relatively young football team with Bosa. There is no Derwin James. You think about Austin Eckler in the backfield. So when you start to look at this team, young Mike Williams, you say to yourself, the future is bright for the Chargers. I almost said San Diego. For the L.A. Chargers, the future is bright. There's no question about it. Anthony Lynn has done a phenomenal job at guiding the ship. Although the wins aren't there yet, I think they're going to be coming.
1: I want to ask you about that in a second because he's one of the small amount of African-American head coaches in the NFL, and this is an intriguing point if you take a look at their record. But quickly, Justin Herbert has given the Chargers a fresh look, brought to you by Sport Clips. Now on deck with text alert, Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. I want to quickly mention for Herbert, they're still looking for their first win under Justin Herbert. They won their opener against the Bengals with Tyrod Taylor, who again had that medical mishap you may not have heard. They tried to give him a pain-killing injection before week two. It actually punctured his lung, opened the door for Justin Herbert. But now, despite the team having lost four in a row and all of Herbert's starts, even though he's looked great, as Keith said, they get the bye. The Chargers are now on the bye, and then they'll host Jacksonville. Great opportunity to pick up your first win. Then they'll be at Denver. So two very winnable games after a very nice start, even though the wins aren't there, but a bye week. You said the wins aren't there for Anthony Lynn. He's one and four this year. Your old coach, Bill Parcells, you are but your record says you are. He's also coming off a five and 11 campaign. We know him Mike Tomlin, Ron Rivera, not too many minority head coaches in the NFL. It has been a very big deal, but you feel no matter how this year shakes out, obviously. Oh, they
0: bet if you're going down an avenue of talking about doing something different at the head coaching spot, that's not even, they bet bet not even remotely think about nothing like that in Charger Land. That's not even, you said he came off a five and seven season. How many coaches have we seen come off five and seven seasons? Five and 11. Five Five and 11, 11. I'm sorry. Five and 11 seasons in the National Football League and get extensions, many. So they better just leave that man alone and allow him to coach this football team. Now, if you tell me in his third year after five and 11 and maybe they don't make the playoffs this year and something where they only get to five or six wins or something like that, then going into next season, you may want to try to get some W's under your belt and make a nice little playoff run. But no, it's no, no, Hell
1: no. And just think not about it. There's even nothing even remotely close to that. And remember, he also is a Parcells guy. You're a Parcells guy. Anthony Lynn, a Parcells guy. And just to mention, obviously, because this was one of the biggest issues in the NFL offseason with the minority hiring, you got Mike Tomlin, you got Anthony Lynn, you got Brian Flores, your three African-American head coaches, Ron Rivera, Hispanic head coach of the Washington He's on. This is
0: only team. his fourth year. And he has
1: gone to the playoffs.
0: And he's gone to the playoffs. And, and he's he was, won a playoff game. And he's won a playoff game, and he's been playing with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is doing the same thing in Indy that he did for the Chargers last year. Throw picks to the other guy. So, yeah, that's not even a conversation to even have. People shouldn't even have that conversation.
1: All right, so obviously we've seen Phillip Rivers on the decline a little bit. It's fair to say since Matt Ryan and the Falcons went to – The Super Bowl and blew that 25-point lead against the Pats, the biggest blown lead in Super Bowl history. They have not been the same. They're 24-29. and They've made the playoffs just one time since. They fired their head coach and GM on Sunday. They're 0-5 for the first time since 1997. Ryan's on the hook on the books for about $40.92 million next year. He is 35. His play has declined a little bit, too. But maybe it's just... Who he's got. Julio Jones is banged up. The roster isn't great. They lost and cut Devonta Freeman. So let's run through a couple of teams here. And we're just going to mix and match a little Frankenstein, right? We're going to take one piece and add it to another. I'm going to take Matt Ryan off the lowly Falcons put him on some other teams, and you tell me if he would look that much better, and maybe it's not Matt Ryan, maybe it's just the system and the organization he's with. I want to start here with a good one. I know they got Jimmy G, but let's start with the 49ers because that would reunite him with Kyle Shanahan, who was his offensive coordinator in Atlanta during that Super Bowl year. How much differently would we see Matty Ice if he was in a situation like that? Totally hypothetical, but let's just talk about it.
0: I, I, you probably would see a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Shanahan knows him. They went to the Super Bowl together. He's familiar with the West Coast style offense that Shanahan runs. And he's a better quarterback than Jimmy G. So, you know, if if you're asking me if I would take him in San Fran, in a
1: heartbeat. Okay, how about the Colts? Now, the thing to hear, obviously, you've got the Philip Livers replacement situation if you want to do a swap. But I also believe, I think personally, you tell me, I think Frank Reich is a great molder of quarterbacks as being a former quarterback himself. Any I played kind of with there? Frank. You played with Frank. Now the coach of the Colts. You are. Uh... I
0: was a rookie. Okay. No, I was like, I was like, yeah, I played with him. That's a long time ago. Frank, a dinosaur. He was good though, <laughs> man. He taught me a lot in a short period of
1: time. So how about the Colts with a with the quarterback tutelage of a former NFL quarterback as your head coach?
0: You know, I, I like Jacoby Brissett. I don't understand why they moved on from Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he was playing well last year. You, it's just this quick hook situation with him that they went out and paid all this money to Philip Rivers. And they're in the same position they was in with Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. So you ready to double down and go get Matt Ryan? Instead of going back to Brissett, I would go back to Jacoby before I would go out and try to get a
1: Matt Ryan. Let's swap out 41-year-old Drew Brees for 35-year-old Matt Ryan in the division. Very nasty rivalry, Falcons Saints.
0: Uh, I, I got Jameis Winston. I signed Jameis Winston for a reason because I like his talent. I think he, I think he could do some wonders with me if I'm Sean Payton. In my offense, that's why he's my number two quarterback. So he can learn behind Drew Brees and cut down his interceptions. Dude did throw for five thousand yards. I know he threw thirty picks, thirty interceptions. Everybody always wanted to remind me of that. But it, 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 with with a coach like a coach like Sean Payton, I believe that Jameis's interceptions would be way down. Where when you go and you look at Bruce Arians. Uh, in his first year with some of these quarterbacks, their interception rates are high.
1: But I would also say, think about for the purpose of this argument, if you were to throw Matt Ryan into a situation where he could hand off to Alvin Kamara and throw to your nephew Michael Thomas and have Taysom Hill out there doing gadget stuff, I think that's the idea. I think he would look better surrounded by that sort of talent. This is the first team we've really talked about with explosive offensive talent in this list. The Washington football team has played three quarterbacks this year, Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, and Kyle
0: I'm If I'm him, I'm not, even think, I'm not even picking up the phone. I'm doing like this. Washington? Uh,
1: decline? decline. I'm not even declining because if
0: you decline, they know that you oh, declined you, them. So you true. just let it ring let and go like ring. that. Go to voicemail.
1: <laughs> your voicemail box I is full. Your voicemail box <laughs> is full. Uh, the Bears obviously have tried Trubisky and Foles.
0: That would be an interesting one, right? I mean, he he he's from the Northeast. The weather wouldn't be a problem. He's from Pennsylvania, played up in Boston, Mm -hmm. so the weather wouldn't be a problem to go into Chicago. That would be an interesting one.
1: And here's a team that started (laughs) zero and two that not a lot of people are talking about, and many people would say at first blush, I'd definitely take Matt Ryan over this guy. But hang on a second. Teddy Two Gloves and the Carolina Panthers have won three games in a row, and they are playing some good football. Obviously, Teddy's got the injury history a little bit younger. What do you think? I
0: mean, he got injured five years ago, one time, ACL. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, his comeback's amazing.
0: And and, and I wouldn't touch Matt Ryan over Teddy Bridgewater. And I think think people discount what Teddy Bridgewater is because Minnesota moved on from him. Mm -hmm. If he stays healthy, he's still Minnesota's quarterback to this day. But because of the ACL and they had to do some money stuff and make a decision, they moved on from him. But if he would have stayed healthy, he he would be Minnesota's quarterback to this day. Yeah, he's that's my strong belief.
1: I mean, think about it. The the owner Tepper of the uh, Carolina Panthers and first-year head coach Matt Rule, they basically said this is a complete and total rebuild, and one of the first things they went out and did, as opposed to stockpiling draft picks, rebuilding, they signed Teddy Bridgewater, and they signed Christian McCaffrey, and that just goes to show you more than anything else how much they believe in that combo. And they're in the mix in the division. They've won three in a row. They're playing great, great football. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. I believe the first words of this song are, you got me. You really got me. Uh, Coach Mullen, you really got me confused. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's welcome in our man Paul Feinbaum, ESPN college football analyst and ESPN radio host Paul Feinbaum show every weekday afternoon on the SEC Network. Paul, you've been watching this sport for 40 years. The SEC's had some crazy things. The Swamp sits 88,000. 000- 548 in Gainesville. Technically the governor, Ron DeSantis says it can be full. Dan Mullen, you heard him there says he wants it to be full with LSU coming to town. Is he full of blank?
2: Well, I think he's, he was overreacting uh, to a stinging loss Zubin. What's interesting is I I think the last time they played there two weeks ago, it wasn't even full in terms of the uh, 22% or whatever they're allowing. So I'm not sure it would be full anyway. Uh, But coaches are like this. Uh, I mean, everyone in public life, whether it's politicians or coaches, they're they're playing to their constituencies, as we see every day. And and Dan Mullen was trying to to tell his uh, constituency back in Florida, we lost this game because the crowd was loud. Now, that is patently absurd. I I totally agree with you on that. Um, But but there's no chance there's no way that the athletic director there is going to uh, acquiesce to his wishes And uh, the crowd will be the same as it was two weeks ago, uh, uh, about 18,000 people.
0: Paul, the first game was postponed due to COVID in the SEC, Missouri versus Vandy. Is there a little, I don't know, ringing of the bell, so to speak, in the SEC right now?
2: Well, there has to be some concern, uh, Keyshawn, about Vanderbilt. Uh, You know, Vanderbilt had a lot of, uh, by the way, this will be the first and probably only time we ever talk about Vanderbilt on this program. <laughs> um, but uh, Vanderbilt had a couple of uh, opt-outs. Uh, they've struggled uh, from from really for a long time now under Derek Mason. And my concern is that, that Vanderbilt is going to be able to continue this on a week-to-week basis. I mean, they, they were close to 53 scholarship players last week uh, in, in the game against South Carolina and they they got they've lost 41 to 7 two consecutive weeks and and the only reason it wasn't uh, 65 to 7 is I think the coaches in the SEC want to go easy on Derek Mason with the hope that he stays there as opposed to gets fired so uh, this is going to be a story worth watching uh, all year long because Vanderbilt is the only really sure win for anyone who has Vanderbilt on the schedule this year.
0: Two versus three this weekend, Alabama, Georgia. But I want to ask you a serious, a real question that only you would have the answer to. What is the difference between Kirby Smart and Mark Rick at Georgia? Like, what's the, to me, it seems like it was a wash.
2: Well, I, I, I disagree uh, for this reason. Uh, Mark Rick was a very good football coach, uh, and, and I think that was proven. But, but Mark Rick did not have that killer gene that Kirby Smart has. And Keyshawn, you understand this, having played the game uh, at the highest level and, 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 and look around, and you know who, who's got that gene and who doesn't. Kirby Smart is relentless. I didn't say ruthless. I said relentless, although some would argue he, he is both. And you know, the, the main difference is in recruiting. Uh, Mark Rick w- was a was a guy who you know, was happy to go nine and three every year, or ten and two, and maybe maybe that one year where he would make a run at the SEC title, or even he won a couple of SEC titles, or make a run at the SEC, at, at the national championship, like he did in 2012. I and mean, they were five yards short. beating Alabama and and probably beating Notre Dame for the title. Uh, Kirby Smart went in there. The the place turned upside down the first day. The recruiting has been unbelievable. Uh, They recruit at the same level as Alabama and Clemson. They're in the top three every year. And you can see that on the field, especially on defense. So I think that is the big difference. Uh, The record's not dramatically different so far. Now, having said all that, (laughs) <laughs> Zuba knows what I'm about to say. If, if if he can go into Tuscaloosa and beat them and, and beat the master uh, on Saturday, we will not hear another Keyshawn, Mark Richt, and Kirby Smart reference ever again.
0: I, I just, you know, you said the record right, and I'm just, I'm like looking, and I'm saying to myself, Paul, okay, he won some SEC titles, he won some SEC titles. Although Mark Richt did go to the national championship game and lose to Alabama on a two-a-throw, I just, I'm like. I was expecting, I don't know, I was expecting, I guess, a little bit more to be able to go into Tuscaloosa or between the, uh, the hedges, so to speak, down in yeah. Georgia and beat up on Alabama, and that just has not happened.
2: Well, l- let me explain something. Uh, Kirby Smart has done everything but beat Alabama. I mean, he has he has been masterful over his biggest rival, which is Florida. Uh, in the two games against Alabama, here's the rub. Uh, both times... Georgia had a double-digit lead and should have won the game. Uh, the first time they lost, obviously, with the Tua walk-off. The second time, uh, it was it, uh, J- Tua gets hurt, and Jalen Hurts comes in uh, and saves the day. So, I mean, he's had uh, incredibly bad luck, if you call it that, or bad. Uh, he's had some terrible coaching uh, in, in the second half. But he's done the same thing against Nick Saban that everyone else has done. He's lost. <laughs> Uh, with, very few, with very rare exception. And, and that's why I think this game is important on one level. But, but don't get carried away by Saturday. I know it's a two-versus-three game, and we always try to manufacture these things. But in, in some ways, in a weird sort of way, I think the worst thing would be if Kirby Smart goes into Tuscaloosa this week and wins and then plays Alabama again in the, in the SEC Championship game and loses a shot at the national title. Now, they both could end up in the playoff. But uh, it's still, since nobody has done it, I think 20 20 times an assistant has tried to beat Saban and 20 times they have lost. And by the way, the other night, Lane Kiffin probably came closest, uh, Zubin and and, and and Key. I mean, he, he out-coached Nick Saban. Uh, but of course, he lost the game because he has maybe the worst defense I've ever seen in the SEC, but he has also one of the most explosive offenses I've ever seen. So, I mean, but, but Alabama could not keep up with uh, w- with Ole Miss. I mean, their defense was gassed. They, they, didn't have, they didn't know what was coming, and it led Saban to— uh, unfortunately, accuse his uh, former uh, pupil of uh, of stealing signals, even though Kiffin very intelligently responded. Uh, we, we we call the plays as the as the as the previous play has ended, so we we, we that, that's a that's a non-starter. And, and yesterday, Saban very uh, cautiously walked that one back.
0: What what happened to Mississippi State's offense this past week? I, I, <laughs> at twenty-four to two against Kentucky, did you obviously? I've seen Mike Leach's comments about some of his players, even though he made some you know, not-so-nice comments early in his tenure at Mississippi State. So I don't even know if those players really want to even be there playing for him anyway.
2: Uh, This is trademark Mike Leach, Keyshawn. You saw it uh, when he was at Washington State. I mean, he would have a big upset and then throw it all away the next week. That has been his career. Uh, And that's why uh, a lot of people didn't want him. Uh, I mean, plenty of uh, schools uh, had a shot at at Mike Leach. It's worth remembering a couple of years ago, uh, Tennessee was on the verge of hiring him after Butch Jones. The AD went out there and and agreed to a deal. And when the when the, the administration found out about it, they fired the AD. Uh, I mean that that's how toxic Mike Leake's re- reputation is with some administrators. And uh, yeah, I I think it was great that he beat LSU a couple weeks ago. But I'm starting to wonder if, if, if beating LSU is all that big a deal, considering that uh, that Mississippi State has done it, and so has Missouri right now. And LSU has 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 lost to two middle of the pack. Uh, SEC teams, maybe even lower than that. I mean, they haven't even seen uh, an elite team on their schedule yet, but they will. They'll see one this weekend against Florida. They'll see Auburn later on, and certainly they're going to see Alabama and Texas A&M.
1: And speaking of Alabama, Paul, you mentioned it. Saban Mastery against his assistants yet to lose. Better than 20 wins and no losses. Knocked off Jimbo a couple weeks ago. Knocked off Lane last week. Opportunity to knock off Kirby this week. And then the following week, They get Jeremy Pruitt and your beloved Tennessee Vols. So this could be a big-time run for Saban, unless Kirby can cut him down this weekend. Paul, we always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for being with us this morning.
2: Thank you, guys. See you next week. Appreciate it.
0: He's one of the well, best. I, I got out of there with any Pac-12 jabs from you.
1: <laughs> That's called a victory for you. we going to play the Pac-12 <laughs> game. The Pac-12 is 1-0. Paul Feinbaum brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It's official college football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Still to come, the old guard won't like hearing this, the LeBron-Michael debate is closer than it has ever possibly been before. Yeah.
2: Must be 21 plus plus present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number
2: one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot
1: com. Creeping closer to Michael Jordan. When you have those titles, you have 10 finals appearances, you're the best player of your era like Michael was for him. How much has LeBron closed the gap? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including... Former NBA head coach David Fisdale, who will be here in just one minute. All morning long, we have been asking you your Lakers Mount Rushmore. It's really hard to fit four on a list when you've got so many legendary players over the years. Keyshawn has unveiled his Magic Kareem, Kobe, and Shaq, Shaq which has surprised me a little bit. Not too many people that have waited have mentioned Will Chamberlain, but you get your shot. Whatever you want. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or if you got the phone out, whip it out. And hit us on the Dr Pepper Twitter feed at KeyJNZ. But why Shaq surprised you though? Um, I just think I just think Wilt is the big man of all big mans. I understand the cap Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who will join us at nine thirty, has to be in there. The NBA's all-time leading scorer. I don't think you can leave off a guy that scored more points than anybody I- in the history of the league off. But I just it's just, it's a little weird to me, even though I'm pre-Wilt, to not see Wilt on a list of superlatives.
0: Well, I, I, again longevity in the uniform and championships in the uniform and an important part of why they won the championships, not just the six men who played there for 10 years and got a bunch of rings. I, you know, I, it Wilson argument. There's no, there's no question about it. I just, for my eyes, those championships and being an important part Mm -hmm. of why you won those championships is the reason that I would, put them up there.
1: A lot of the old-timers, and I th- say that affectionately, a lot of the old-timers this morning that are listening are also pining for Jerry West. We'll get to Fizz here in just one second. Fizz is an L.A. guy, so it'll be interesting to get his top four L.A. Lakers. He's also 46, so he's seen quite a bit of basketball. Fizz on the way, but first, Butler in Arizona on your Lakers Mount Rushmore. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. I uh, I hear Key's point about having championships beyond that Mount Rushmore for the Lakers, so I have to go with George Mike, and as my as my fourth, he has his five titles in seven years. That's a good point. You got to go way back to the Minneapolis Lakers in some cases for that. George Mike and the great big man.
0: I'm from LA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. And it, if, it, if anybody wants to call in from Minnesota, we'll put you on the <laughs> Shell Pen's Oil you
0: want to put a Minnesota Mount Rushmore together, we can do that. <laughs> but as far as LA goes, you know, but then people will say, well, you're taking, you're taking those 17 championships. Right. Well, yeah, it's it's the Lakers.
1: Right, and if you're wondering why it's the Lakers, the land of 10,000 yeah. lakes, Minnesota. David Fisdale joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, former head coach of the Grizzlies and the Knicks, and it's brought to you by Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Good morning, David. You're an L.A. guy. You grew up with Key. You're 46. You've seen a lot of hoops. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but give me your Lakers all-time Mount Rushmore.
3: Oh, Key just said it. Not, I, I, I don't even need to say nothing. Key know the deal. That's, that's the... If you put it see I personally I don't like putting basketball groups in fours. I like fives cuz that's what a team usually turns out to be, but if you're going to go four, that's the four. And you know, I think uh LeBron has a chance to to jump in that. Obviously, he's he's only got one ring so far. What would it take? But it's going to take multiple rings, I think, to be in the uniform. Now, if you're just talking about career, best career and he ends up in a Laker uniform well yeah you gotta you gotta throw him in there somehow and but you're talking about just all-time Lakers guys what they did for the Los Angeles Lakers those four guys that that key put up there are the four guys yeah I, I, and I'm I, I, sorry George Mikan can't get on the list <laughs> I, I'm sorry I, that that era of basketball doesn't get on the list they didn't dribble with two hands. They didn't, they didn't use their right and left hand, guys. I mean, the rules was ridiculous. Half the time, brothers wouldn't even get opportunities to hoop. So I'm not giving that era. I'm sorry, George Mike is not on the list. Now, if you want to talk Jerry West and guys like that, I can see how you can start making arguments. But those four are the Mount Rushmore. Only so many slots.
0: Yeah, and and it's only so many slots. And and, and look, the 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 logo certainly deserves a spot, but. You start I start factoring them championships and the longevity in a yeah. uniform. When you play fourteen years and you only got one, it's cool. We love Jerry, but I got those other dudes that got multiples with longevity. Speaking of multiples, uh, Coach Fizz, how confident are you that the Lakers could repeat?
3: Extremely. I'm extremely confident in that. Obviously you gotta have a lot of things go right um with health and free agency and all of that kind of stuff. But I think you know, with 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 those two guys and how dominant they are at the positions they play, uh, if the Lakers can just keep tinkering that roster around them in little places that they need it, um, you know, they can run off a couple. And, again, it's hard to do that because you got to have so many things go right. But when you talk about the most potent duo in the game, I mean, I, I, you can't put anybody else up against them.
0: Coach David Fizdale, former NBA head coach, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Who will be the Lakers' challenger next season? Like, who's the who's the team we should watch for?
3: Well, you got to immediately throw Golden State in there, like right away, because you're talking about because a big part of what the Lakers did to the Heat that last game, and I'm and you, it's clear championship pedigree matters in a lot of ways, and you saw Ray John Rondo and Danny Green and LeBron James say, enough of this series. This series is over. And that's because they've been through it. They understand it. They know what it takes to get that kind of stuff done. And so Golden State immediately jumps into uh, their uh, competition at the highest level because Golden State's – not only have they been there, but I think the positions of Steph and Clay that they play are opposite of obviously Bron and and AD from the standpoint of size and how they play and so that's a great battle of of wills of how do coaches go back and forth against each other obviously the clippers uh will be a team that is going to be coming back with a vengeance and going to want to redeem themselves for the early out and then you got to give you know whether you like it or not Denver is coming that young team showed some serious jumps uh, in, in their maturity, in their in their ability to play in the clutch, in their ability to stay in the moment. Uh, I heard you talk, heard that clip with LeBron talking about the importance of staying in the moment and the fact that that team came back twice from three uh, one. You got to really watch out for them because they can add another key piece or two. And all of a sudden, that team changed dramatically. What if they get a third guy? And so those are the teams I think are the biggest competitors. Right now, I'm not putting Houston in that category. I think Houston still, they got to figure some things out before they become true contenders to me.
0: Coach Fizz, you spent some time, obviously, in Miami. You won two NBA titles as an assistant coach with the Heat. Can the Heat get back to the NBA Finals as it's currently constructed?
3: You know, a lot again for that team to go. A lot of stuff's got to go right. Um, I, I I think they really still need to add uh, one or two pieces. Um, you know, and especially one. They need one one more like guy. Uh, I think to to get back. You know, because I think you know when the Celtics get back. You know, fully right. You know, Hayward came back late into that deal, kind of. You know, it wasn't great. It was good at times, but the Celtics should be a team that you got to reckon with. Obviously, Milwaukee. Uh, everybody's watching to see what they do with uh, getting getting Giannis a, a sidekick. Um, you know that that can close games with them. Uh, and so, if that happens, that can really throw things off. And then, and that team in Toronto. You know, they're not going to sit on their hands either. And so, uh, what I thought, what I think we saw this year was a team that was built for adversity with toughness and grit and organizational just oomph. And those guys could could go into a bubble under extreme circumstances and figure it out. I've been calling them Navy Seals the whole playoffs because that's what they remind me of. You drop them anywhere and they'll figure out how to get out of there. And that's what they seem like to me. And so, yeah, they could get back, but I think it's going to be really tough if those other teams – uh, get to work this
0: summer, Coach David Fizdale, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. You mentioned that the Miami Heat need a you know a piece or two. What did the performance of Jimmy Butler in the playoffs do for him moving forward? And a double barrel question hmm. and and will players now look to Miami and Jimmy Butler and say I can go fool with him?
3: Yeah, I think so, because I think the Jimmy Butler thing was Jimmy out roaming on his own in other places. But I think, you know, with him landing in Miami now, Jimmy is 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 still Jimmy Butler. Uh, but he's in a place where the only kind of people that's going to want to come to Miami, and and Udonis hasn't said this, I've said this, we've always talked about this. Dogs got to be around dogs. And so the type of guys that's out there that embrace that kind of culture, that can be in an environment of, of guys just constantly in a competitive mode, constantly trying to improve themselves, always thinking championship or bust, I think those kind of guys are out there, um, and, and they're going to be looking for a place to land. And Miami is a hell of a landing place. Obviously, just the city alone is awesome, but the fact that you got so much history already built in there outside of the Lakers and the Celtics, Miami's one of those teams like, you know, the Spurs and those teams that have some history now with multiple champions championships under their uh, roof. And so I think they can. And for Jimmy Butler, what he did in the in the finals, uh one was, was historic and uh, and amazing to see a guy with that kind of will. Uh but but I think what it did for him one is is it showed him that what he could be if every single night he just came in with that kind of mindset. Uh, and that kind of focus and that kind of um you know will about just winning, and we got to see the best of Jimmy Butler when he is dialed in and and just no other distractions, no mess, no crap uh and it was extremely impressive, and I think that's gonna be a huge confidence builder going into next year and a huge confidence builder for all those young guys around him that really got to get great experience playing all the way to the end.
1: Hard to believe they'll be the fifth seed in the East next year with the way they're going. You've said it before, it's all about fit and the fit between somebody as intense as Riley and as intense as Jimmy Butler almost worked and out. I forgot, Zoo, Zoo, one yeah. other team.
3: Philly, Philly now, mm. Philly is now a conversation because they got Doc, right? it's a change. And Brett Brown's a hell of a coach. Now they got Doc, a guy with a championship pedigree, a different voice, <laughs> That too, that dynamic duo might be, a, you know, he might be able to figure it out with those guys, and now they jump into that conversation, too.
1: That's a great point. He had two big superstars in Los Angeles. Now he'll have two big superstars in another conference with Simmons and Embiid. He's a championship winning coach. We'll see what he'll do next year in the Eastern Conference. It'll be fascinating. The NBA offseason is going to be wild, unlike any we've ever seen before. David, thank you so much.
3: All right, Fizz. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Great to have him here this morning. We don't know what the salary cap's going to be. We don't know when free is going to start. It's going to be crazy. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, including Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's coming up at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Speaking of the Lakers and Kareem and a Laker legend, fill in the blank. LeBron will play in how many more NBA finals? Keys answer to that. For words with Key, never. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage and not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost. 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com.
0: So, so what did you think about me before you start working with me?
1: What do you mean? What did you think about me before well, you started working with me? Don't
0: give me the, well, uh you had preconceived notions of who I was.
1: So you could tell me. But I only knew you as a player because even though you had worked.
0: Even as a a player, what did you think?
1: I thought you were brash but backed it up. And I'm completely the, not that I can't back it up, but I'm not (laughs) brash at all, right? So I think it was going to be good because they always say on radio, you know, opposites attract and all that sort of stuff. And I think you have been as advertised.
0: Why, Why the word brash?
1: Because I think it's one of those things where if you feel it, you should say it. You should live it like I don't think you are one of the rare people. And we work in television where a lot of people turn it on when the light comes on. You are exactly the same, I would imagine, even though we haven't hung out much off the air. You, I would guess. Ex- well, you won't hang
0: out with me. I invited you out, but you gave <laughs> me <true>. an excuse.
1: <laughs> you are exactly the same on the air as you are off the air, and I think in 2020, this is just my opinion. Things have changed a lot in the media, and things have changed in life and the way we live and everything now with us all cloistered, not going out. If you're spending more time with people or less time with people, depending on your situation, what people value more than anything else in 2020, in my opinion, genuineness. Authenticity. I don't have to agree with anything you say, Key. I could be diametrically opposed to everything you think, and you could be the same with me. But if I believe in your DNA, it's not an act, it's not a performance art. We're not on the radio, we're not looking for clicks, we're not looking for ratings. If you truly believe everything well, to ratings, your core, I'm looking for ratings, but I get it. I got you right. <laughs> All right. So am I. I guess. Yes. case the bosses are listening. But if you really, truly believe something to your core, if you're genuine and authentic about it, I could just think you're nuts, but I could respect the fact. That you're being real. And I think you are real. And that is part of the reason there's really nobody else like you. You're like Barkley. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. With you. You're like the radio version of Barkley. You say things and you don't worry about the consequences. Believe me, I worry about the consequences. <laughs> fill in the blank. All right. Fill in the blank. Let's go. Let's start with football. Aside from the Cowboys, fill in the blank, has the best backup quarterback situation in the league.
0: I would say the New Orleans Saints. We haven't seen Jameis Winston in the New Orleans Saints uniform take snaps because there was no preseason. Obviously, he's not playing in the regular season, but when you look at his body of work, his ability to deliver the football, do some things. I think it's New Orleans. I really believe Sean Payton could get those interceptions down. I think it was part of Bruce Arian's system and him learning and all of that. But I I, I think it's Jameis Winston, to be honest with you.
1: All right. Um, the Lakers will face the blank, fill in the blank, in the finals next year.
0: Can I get a twofer for here? Sure. You make the The, C- the Celtics and the Nets. Okay. I, I would think it would be the Nets with Kyrie and KD coming back healthy. But the Celtics continue to learn from those mistakes that derail them for a, from appearing in a championship against the Lakers.
1: Fellas, let me audible here real quick. LeBron, since we're on the Laker tip, LeBron will play in fill-in-the-blank more finals.
0: Three. Three more
1: finals, I would say. Three more finals. Three more finals. The Chiefs will finish with fill-in-the-blank losses.
0: Three. They got three losses in them. They already got one. I've seen them struggle against New England in the Chargers. They got three in them.
1: Three more, three titles for LeBron, three more finals appearances, and maybe three losses for the Chiefs. Thinking positive when LeBron gets to the finals. The Steelers will be the fill in the blank seed in the AFC this postseason. Remember, there are seven opportunities, one through seven this year.
0: I would say that they would be the third seed. One going to, one going to Kansas City. Okay, the only buy that would be the, the only, only buy. buy. Two, surprisingly, going to a Cleveland Browns team and three going to the Steelers. Yeah, I would say three.
1: Okay. Alex Cora. This is interesting because the Chicago White Sox fired their manager, Rick Renteria, yesterday. It surprised some people. Alex Cora used to manage the Red Sox. Cheating Sox. Alex Cora will manage the the fill-in-the-blank Sox Next season, obviously this isn't a guarantee, but the Red Sox have an opening and the White Sox have an opening. Obviously, you won a championship with Boston. So, which sock? Which sock?
0: Red Sox, Boston. How about that? Yeah, he'll go back to Boston. It's already started some grumblings a couple of weeks ago. And when usually when there's smoke, there's fire.
1: Yeah, outside of the Boston area, if you're hearing that, it probably sounds a little bit strange considering what happened between him and the organization. Give me a two for here: most surprising and most disappointing teams in the NFL. M-
0: Minnesota Vikings and Cleveland Browns. The Minnesota Vikings are, are surprised that they're disappointing as hell, and in Cleveland, based on where they started with the Ravens and getting run out of the building, have now climbed back to be four and one and right there behind Pittsburgh for that division.
1: Fascinating. That's Phil on the Blankets. Keyshawn J, Will, and Zubin J will be back with us tomorrow morning. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is with us this morning at 940 Eastern. Still to come, a record-setting night on Monday Night Football. And how unique will Tuesday night football be in Nashville? That's-
2: Thanks for
0: listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live
3: weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your
1: audio.